This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month in the month of October. And this is a conversation that is sometimes difficult. I'm going to speak from a men's perspective. You feel you want to say the right thing and you want to be, uh, you know, you want to be kind and aware and sort of say the right things. And I, I'm actually quite happy that as a guy I get to have this kind of a conversation because I think it's a conversation that men in general don't have. And I think I can't speak for women, so I'm grateful to be able to lead a conversation around breast cancer and breast cancer awareness. And I get to spend the next little while with Tani Grobler. Tani, what a pleasure. Uh, good morning and welcome. Oh, good morning. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for saving me from leg day this morning. <laughs> Tony was telling me she was going to be heading off to gym, but you couldn't because now she's talking to me, so I've sort of rescued her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. Tony. look, this is a big conversation, and you've been through a lot, and we want to hear part of your story, and we love how you are focusing so much on the goodness of God through your story. But uh, get us started here about something. You want to share a little special story with us. Yes, um, I was actually reminded about the story this morning when I woke up. Um, when um, when I, I started with chemo um, on the on the second of October in, 20, in 2019, and it took about two weeks for me to go completely bald. So I lost wow. all my hair, and um, so I actually avoided mirrors for a few weeks because I actually didn't recognize the person looking back. At me, and I was just like, "Who is this? It, it, I'm, not, I'm not recognizing me." And um, this one morning, I was um, I was getting up, and I just I did just I felt a little bit lonely, and I just didn't feel well after a few days after the treatment. And um, I was looking in the mirror, and I just I just said, "God, am I still beautiful? Um, do you think that I'm still beautiful?" And I just, I got up, I got dressed, um, I went to the mall, and I had a friend that um, she found me, and she said, listen, where are you? And I said, no, I'm walking around here, um, I'm actually going to have a cup of tea now, and she said, but um, I'm actually here too, can I meet you? And I said, yes, that would be wonderful, and we, we just started talking, and, and suddenly she just stopped, and she just looked at me, and she said, um, you know, I just want to tell you that you are so beautiful. And I looked back then and I was just stunned because she didn't know that I didn't tell her about what I was talking to God early in the morning. And I was actually a bit surprised and I thought, well, okay. And then I actually went to a side of a mall for shopping that I never go to. And after the shopping, I used some lifts, but I never, I never use a lift because I don't like a lift very much. <laughs> and um, so I was standing in the lift and there was a lady with me and she when the doors closed, she, she looked at me and she said, listen, I've been watching you. And all I want to tell you is that how beautiful you are. Wow. And I was stunned. <laughs> I was just like, I had no words. And I just realized that that's God. So whoever is listening this morning, I just want to tell you that even if you're going through breast cancer or you know someone that's going through any type of cancer or you're just in a situation that you think God's not hearing you. I mean, if God, he knows you. He sees you, he hears you, even in the smallest, smallest detail. Just know that God hears and he sees. So that is just what I want to kick off with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we could stop right now. <laughs> and I think you would have already made a massive impact. 
uh, Tony, I mean, what's beautiful here is God is in this journey with you, and I'm sure you would have had a few dark days. There's no doubt about it. You're just human, and this was a difficult process. But take us back to 2019. What got you to the doctor? What got that diagnosis that got them saying, can you sit down? We need to talk about your results. Tell us about how it started. So actually, everything started in 2018. I, I saw them down and um, I went for a checkup and everything, in, and they said everything is fine. And um, so in uh, early in June, July, I actually started in 2019. I felt that something changed. But um, at that moment in my life, I was just not in a good state, and I had a lot of stress um, having my own business. Mm. So at that stage, so there wasn't time to give any attention actually to it. So one morning, I was actually putting something into the car, and that thing actually, it, it, I think it, it pressed into something, and it pressed back into my rib. And um, it felt like I actually cracked a rib or something. Wow. And that forced me actually to go to my GP. And then she actually did a checkup on me, and she said, listen, Tony, I think something changed. We need to get this checked. And I said, no, I already have an appointment with the radiologist, so um, I'm going to get it checked. And on the morning, on the 9th of September 2019, I was, um, my husband, Stefan, and I, we were there at the radiologist, and he, he did all the tests, and he did, and I could, I could just see it on his face. And I just, I said to him, um, are you concerned? And he said to me, um, I don't think it's going to be good news. And then I just knew. And um, so, um, yeah, to hear the news, breast cancer, for me, it was, a, I think it was, it was such a big shock. And um, my oncologist, I, I didn't actually... Uh, choose my oncologist actually I think it's just how God actually had this journey planned um, at that time my oncologist was working with this radiologist and the office was right next to um, his and he, he actually just took me over to the office and while we were waiting outside to see her there were a lot of older ladies sitting there and they were all there for the yearly checkup yeah. And all of them made the circle around me, and all of them just said, "You're going to be okay. You're in good hands. Wow. This is not bad news." And that for me was just like I was just, yeah, I was just like, "Wow, this is actually amazing." And so, but so when the oncologist, you know, she goes through everything with you, and um, I didn't hear a lot. My Stefan, he was the one that was listening because I, I was just too much in shock. I just couldn't believe that this could happen to me. And now I'm asking the question, why not me? Um, I'm saying a question, me, am I saying this should have happened to the lady sitting next to me? Um, no, no, why not me? Because God had a plan. And um, so I did everything not to get chemo. I mean, <laughs> so the last so the last days just before my, the second of October, I did everything. I even went to my homeopath. And my homeopath, he didn't even, the first words, and that's, I, I think that's just everything part of God's plan. His first word was, which oncologist? And I said, no, Dr. Koshel Portugal. And he said to me, stay with her. You're in good hands. So then I knew. So then I started. But my first day of chemo, I was so angry. I, was, I wasn't I was angry. I mean, I was like I told you last night, I was, I was crazy angry. Yeah. And um, so... Um, getting my first chemo and um, just it was just such a blur. It was really just such a blur. So a week after my first chemo, I realized that um, I'm either going to do this with God or I'm not going to do this with God. So I need to make a choice. So I was sitting the morning and I just decided, okay, I'm going to have a fight 
I'm going to fight this out this morning with God. We, we, we're going to have it, uh, woman to man. <laughs> and um, so I was reminded on the 8th of the 8th of September 2019, just the morning before the adoption, we were sitting in, um, in our church and the pastor was preaching about Isaiah 54. And I thought, well, this is something that actually Stephen needs to hear. So I actually zoned out. I didn't listen to the, <laughs> the sermon. And then God took me back to that sermon on um, Isaiah 54. And then I said to God, why did you let this happen to me? And, um, and it's just amazing, the grace of God. And he gave me the verse from verse 15 that said, if anyone fiercely attacks you, it will not be from me. And whoever attacks you will fall because of you. And um, listen carefully, I've created the smith who blows on the fire of coals and who produces a weapon for its purpose. And I've created the destroyer, the interviewer. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every time that rises against you, judgment you will condemn. Wow. Then I knew this is a promise I have from God and that I need to walk with this. And and that is what I did. I just walked with that promise. It, it wasn't easy. Um, two weeks after my first chemo, we got the news that my dad was diagnosed with um, lung cancer. Mm. And to go through chemo and to and my dad going through chemo and um, to have that two experiences, it was it was tough. And at the end of the day, um, I think the most difficult thing that I learned through this whole process was we we. We say very, we, 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 we very quickly to say, no, it's God's will and let God's will be done. But when you pray and you ask for your dad's life and God makes the choice to come fetch him early in the morning on May, to let God be God, I think is one of the most difficult things we as Christians um, need, need to learn. To let, if we say God, which will be done, and he decides, yeah, it's, it's tough. But even there, God met me, because I was still going through chemo. I was still um, receiving treatment. And, um, you know, when you have family that needs to mourn a husband, they need to mourn a, a father, that a brother that, that died. And I was very fortunate for Stefan and my mother and father-in-law and my sister-in-law and her husband and for, for them to be able to come in and give me the support that I needed, my friends. Um, so, so, yeah, to walk this journey and to be able to say that this was the biggest blessing that I never wanted. My pastor's wife, she said today, when you pray for prayers, um, and that God answers that you even didn't know of, you know, that, hmm. that is something else. And to finish this journey and to really say that this was the biggest blessing, I just want to say to someone that's going through breast cancer, or maybe you, you, um, you're, you're being diagnosed now, I don't know, but I just want to say you don't have to be afraid of chemo. I didn't get a mastectomy. I had a lump mastectomy, and there are different ways of, treatment. Um, vasectomy is not the answer. You don't have to go through that. There is different ways. And breast cancer, cancer is not something to fear. It's chemo is not something to fear. Um, but joy of the Lord is our strength. And I had so much fun in the treatment room. I mean, we, we laughed and two of my friends made 
so much noise. <laughs> that my oncologist actually came in and she said, get out. You guys need to get out. Um, and, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, that's always what I can say. It's just the biggest blessing. Well, one wouldn't expect someone to say that, that you've been through. Just as, as we start to wrap things up this morning, Tani, um, where are we now all these years later in 2023? Um, is it all behind you? I'm still, I'm still with the core non-invasive um, chemo, so I still get prevention every three months. And just to show you how God can use something um, bad and He can turn you out for good. Yes. Um, um, I, um, last year um, in Bible study, um, I heard God asking me, will you build a breast center? And I hmm. said, yes, but I have no idea what it entitles. And I mean, this year, working with my oncologist, we started the Dr. Kokosha Breast Care Center, and we only focus on breast um, cancer um, for women. And that is what God does. He takes something that was meant for for bad, and he turns it around for his daughters. And it's not only for his daughters, but it's also for the husbands, because the husbands go through with it with their wives, right. and they see how their wife struggles. They see when the wife is not feeling well, but they're there. And just the support to a wife, is, yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, what's the means for me? And of my, my whole family-in-law actually shaved their hair, um, their hair except oh, my mother-in-law. Wow. She kept it, but, <laughs> but the men and yeah, everybody they shaved their, their hair for me. And uh, But just something that small, that support, it, it's absolutely amazing. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.